We must realize that unless we're extremely lucky, everybody will disappear in a cloud of blue steam in 20 years. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Crypto Rich Podcast. This audio podcast is derived from content from the Crypto Rich video channels and may contain references to graphics and images. For the full Crypto Rich video experience, please see the links in the show notes. The information presented in this podcast is provided for educational, informational and entertainment purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness or fitness for any particular purpose. It is not intended to be and does not constitute legal, financial, investment, trading or any other advice. All of the information presented is general in nature and is not specific to you or anyone else. Do not make any decision, legal, financial, investment, trading or otherwise, based on any of the information presented in this podcast without first consulting a licensed professional. You understand that you use or rely on any and all information provided in this podcast at your own risk. I put into the search engine in DuckDuckGo, death by climate change, because I was curious to see what would came up, what would come up, and here we got heat wave kills dozens across Northwest, as health officials warn of something. Curbing climate change could prevent millions of deaths. Climate change linked to five million deaths a year, new study shows. Death by climate change, climate change impact on death rates by cause, 2099 by Statista. How many people has climate change killed already? Climate change indicators, climate change in health, death has a climate change problem. Washington state governor warns climate change will bring a summer of blackouts, destruction and death. Oh my God, climate change is going to kill us all if nothing else gets to us first. And that's what I'm going to be talking about in this video. Now, before I continue, I want to let you know not all this video is going to be on YouTube. And that's because some of the ideas that I'm going to share aren't the sort of ideas that YouTube likes. And YouTube doesn't believe in authentic scientific inquiry, which is all about the free exchange of ideas and all about questioning prevailing orthodoxies. And that's what I'm going to be doing. Now, please subscribe, follow me on Twitter, CryptoRitzYT, join my official Telegram announcements channel. And if you're not already following me on Odyssey, please, 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 please do come and subscribe to me on Odyssey. I do post more material there than I do on YouTube. And this is because of YouTube's censorship. Now, let's start by having a look at that Statista article, which was here, Climate Change Impact on Death Rates by Cause 2099. Now, the thing that kind of puzzles me, right, is how do they know it's going to cause this many deaths by 2099, given that meteorologists can't work out the climate in a few days' time, never mind what it's going to be like in 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. But nevertheless, they say that by 2099, climate change will account for 45 deaths per 100,000. Now, I think it's kind of relevant for me to point out where I am when I'm recording this video. I'm visiting family in Pakistan, and I'm somewhere over here, and this is the chart for Monday the 27th of June, although I'm recording this on Friday the 24th of June, and you may be able to hear the ceiling fan humming in the background, plus also the acoustics are a little bit off where I'm recording um, in Pakistan, in this house in Pakistan. But nevertheless, next Monday is going to reach 46 degrees, now that's uh, 46 times 2 is 92 plus 30, that's 120 odd degrees Fahrenheit. That's a daytime shade temperature. At night it drops to as little as 27 degrees C, which is about 81 degrees Fahrenheit. So clearly the climate is very, very important, has a really important bearing on people's lives here, as it does pretty much all over the world because it shapes how much energy we need and what 
crops we can grow or not. Now, generally, the discourse is all about warning us, warning us, warning us, warning us about climate change, warning us about climate change. And that has pretty much always been the case ever since the, ever since this became a major issue, although it did used to be global warming. I wonder why that changed. But how accurate have these predictions been? Because that will give us some idea of how accurate statistics predictions is likely to be and the other predictions as are likely to be as they unfold. Now I came across quite a few articles that talked about previous predictions that have been made about climate change and global warming, how we'd all be dead by now. Here's one and also there's this one which is very very thorough uh, which is uh, what's up with that.com and I shall link to this and the other article in the description below so you can check them out for yourself but the one that I'm going to reference for this video is this one. Wrong again. 50 years of failed eco-apocalyptic predictions. Eco-apocalyptic predictions. 50 years of 50... <laughs> Wrong again. 50 years of failed eco-apocalyptic predictions. And this is from the Competitive Enterprise Institute. And what I like about this one is they actually show screenshots from old articles. So we can see how far back we've had these predictions of doom with regards to the climate. Modern doomsayers have been predicting climate and environmental disasters since the 1960s, and they continue to do so today. However, none of the none of the predictions with due dates as of today have come true. What follows is a collection of notably wild predictions from notable people in government and science. More than merely spotlighting the failed predictions, this collection shows that the makers of failed of failed Apocalyptic predictions often are individuals holding respected positions in government and science. Therefore, you must always, always listen to the experts. If the coronavirus scandemic taught us anything, that is how to regard experts. While such predictions have been and continue to be enthusiastically reported by a media eager for sensational headlines, the failures are typically not revisited. This is from the Salt Lake Tribune, which forecasted a dire famine by 1975 and this was published in November 1967 and, and what it says here it is already too late for the world to avoid a long period of famine Paul Ehrlich said the time of famines is upon us and will be at its worst and most disastrous by 1975 hmm I don't remember that being the case in 1975 he said the population of the US is already too big that birth control may have to be accomplished by making it involuntary and by putting sterilizing agents into staple foods and drinking water, and that the Roman Catholic Church should be pressured into going along with routine measures of population control. Hmm, I wonder if he was presaging the mRNA injections that rolled out in 2021. Then the New York Times said in 1969 that everyone will disappear in a cloud of blue steam by 1989. <laughs> <laughs> so the trouble with almost all environmental problems, says Paul Elric, ah, oh, we just came across him just now, the population biologist, is that by the time we have enough evidence to convince people you're dead. That's right. If you're reading this and you weren't convinced by it when it came out, it's because you're already dead. We must realize that unless we're extremely lucky, everybody will disappear in a cloud of blue steam in 20 years. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, the Boston Globe. 1970, ice age by 2000. Oh my God, 22 years ago we had an ice age. Air pollution may obliterate the sun and cause a new ice age in the first third of the new century. Oh my gosh, watch out, watch out, watch out. I should get my woolies out here in Pakistan. The demands for cooling water will boil dry the entire flow of the rivers and streams of continental United States. 
Well, that has happened. Oh, here we go. 1970. America subject to water rationing by 1974 and food rationing by 1980. Dr. Elrich again. The oceans will be as dead as Lake Erie in less than a decade. Why do they keep giving this guy? Why do they keep giving this guy a platform? America will be subject to water rationing by 1974 and food rationing by 1980. Hmm. I wonder if he's the inspiration for Klaus Schwab. Washington Post, 1971. Dr. S.I. Rasul, ah, new name, of NASA and Columbia University says that in the next 50 years, the fine dust man constantly puts in the atmosphere by fossil fuel burning could screen out so much sunlight that the average temperature could drop by six degrees. If sustained over several years, maybe five to 10, he estimated. Such temperature decrease could be sufficient to trigger an ice age. Now notice how all these articles are talking about global cooling, but at some point this changed to global warming and then to climate change. 1974 from The Guardian, space satellite show, new ice age coming fast. Time magazine, another ice age. 1978, no end in sight to 30-year cooling trend. That was from New York Times, but according to NASA satellite data, there is a slight warming trend since 1979. That, by the way, that slight warming trend has reversed as we're going into solar cycle 25, and the sun is throwing out less heat and less radiation than before. In 1988, James Hansen was forecasting regional drought in the 1990s, and we no longer had a new ice age. We had to worry about global warming. 1988, on way to be hottest ever as world temperatures go up sharply. So he said there were going to be more droughts, but actually what happened in the Midwest was there was more rain. And that was when he, fought, that was when he made his forecast. But precipitation, as indicated by these green lines, and this is the mean, has actually increased. 1988, prepare for long, hot summers. The level of the ocean will rise anywhere from one to six feet, which probably explains why Barack Obama, Al Gore, and other climate change proponents have bought seaside houses. Now, it says here, Washington, D.C. would go from its current 35 days a year over 90 degrees to 85 days a year over 90 degrees. Oh, my gosh. But actually what happened, the number of hot days in the D.C. area peaked in 1911 and have been declining ever since. Oh, so that's when uh, Hansen made the forecast, and as you can see how it's gone down, down, down ever since. Hmm. In 1988, the Canberra Times predicted that the Maldives will be completely underwater within 30 years. It's 2018. A gradual rise in average sea level is threatening to completely cover this Indian Ocean nation of 11,000, sorry, of 1,196 small islands within the next 30 years, according to authorities. But the end could come sooner if drinking water supplies dry up by 1992, as predicted. Oh dear, I hope they're doing okay for water. In 1989, Salon published an article that said New York City's West Side Highway would be underwater by 2019. Jim Hansen again, carrying on the legacy from Paul Elrich, he predicted the greenhouse effect in 1988. And he said the West Side Highway will be underwater within 20 years of this article being published. And you'll have signs in restaurants saying water by request only. And when did he say this will happen? Within 20 to 30 years. And remember, we had this conversation in 1988 or 1999. This is from the UK Independent in 2015. Snowfalls are now just a thing of the past. Snow is starting to disappear from our lives. Dr. David Viner from the University of East Anglia said that within a few years, winter snowfall will become a very rare and exciting event. Children just aren't going to know what snow is, he said. Ah, George Monbiot, eco-warrior in The Guardian, 
Famine can only be avoided if the rich give up meat, fish and dairy. And that's from The Guardian in December 23rd, 2002. Britain to have a Siberian climate by 2020. And that was from February 2004. Climate change will destroy us. And the Argus Press in Michigan in 2008 wrote that the Arctic will be ice-free by 2018, quoting a NASA scientist, ah, Mr. Hansen again, who said that we're toast. The Arctic is the first tipping point, and it's occurring exactly the way we said it would. In five to ten years, the Arctic will be free of sea ice in the summer. And then in 2008, Al Gore warned that the Arctic would be ice-free by 2013. In 2009, Prince Charles says that we only have eight years to save the planet. Just 96 months to save the world, says Prince Charles. And in 2009, Gordon Brown, the UK Prime Minister, said there were only 50 days to save the planet from catastrophe. Oh my God, we're all dead. Polar ice cap may disappear by summer 2014, according to Al Gore. What do they do? They just make these pronouncements, make these predictions, never go back and say, oh, I got it wrong. No, they just give us a new prediction. 2013, the Arctic will be ice-free by 2015. And the US Navy even got in on the act. This is from The Guardian predicting summer ice-free Arctic by 2016. In 2014, the French foreign minister said we only had 500 days to avoid climate chaos. But 500 days later, the planet is still standing. There you go. Now you know. It's too late. We're either all buried under ice, or we're drowning in floods, or we've died for thirst because of drought, or we've died because of heat stroke, because of incredible heat. Nevertheless, it's too late for us. It's all over. Now, why do I say this? Because the climate science is so darn accurate, it has never, ever been wrong. Now, if you want to know a little bit more about it, check out my videos that I did with um, Tom Luongo. We talk about the magnetosphere and a few videos that I did with David Siegel looking at factors other than greenhouse gases. You know, little bitty things like the sun, trade winds, the shape of the planets, those sorts of things and how they affect our climate. And what I've discovered as I've dug into it is that the biggest influence, as far as I can tell, really is the sun, which is the source of all life, all energy on this planet. And the sun goes through periodic cycles and it's now moving into a cycle where it's going to be giving out less heat and less energy. And this whole climate change agenda is really, in my opinion, part of the whole Great Reset agenda. Get you on a biometric ID, with a digital wallet, measuring your carbon footprint as a way of exercising control over your day-to-day -day actions. What do you think of that? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you have any more climate predictions you'd like to share with me? Let me know in the comments below. And between now and when I see you next, please keep filling your pockets with Crypto Profits. This is Crypto Rich signing out. All the best. Bye-bye.